man, this is a real podcast. You know why? Because it's the Loft Party Podcast. I'm just saying. The views and opinions expressed by the Loft Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Loft Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke. Share us with your friends and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. <coughs> hey, out there in podcast land, I'm your host, Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 92, Neighborhood versus Community. So, uh, first and foremost, I want to welcome our listeners in Indonesia. Uh, so, thank you uh, for telling a friend and joining the party. So, now... Um, I had an interesting conversation with a friend uh, about the difference between um, neighborhood versus uh, community and how the the economic difference, you know, kind of had far-reaching impacts. And uh, so I thought it would be interesting for the panel to discuss. Uh, but before we uh, get started, let me introduce today's panel. And of course, I've got my returning champion, Chris O'Connor, the owner of Liquid Nine Entertainment and Investment, as well as having some interest in uh, Jerry Rieger Whiskey and Office Works. I've got Big Dave Elliott. He's the owner of CMP Construction. I've got, uh, uh, actually, the uh, returning champion, uh, Jordan Bradbury. He's in industrial sales and, uh, and the creator of, uh, I keep wanting to say it's the genuine, but it, I'm missing a word. I know I am. Genuine Alchemist. Genuine Alchemist. Yeah, Genuine Alchemist brand. Um, and, of course, I've got um, Jackie, who is uh, the artist formerly known as the Anonymous Female. Uh, and I think we will be joined by uh, Brian Massey, uh, Brian Mass. Uh, he's a, a market analyst for True Media. He is not here yet, but we're going to hold a spot for him. And with that said, uh, let's get to important things, and important things start with, what are we drinking? Uh, and for the third week in a row, um, because uh, these last three weeks have been them kind of weeks, uh, I've stuck with the same drink because uh, I needed it, <laughs> so everybody else is just going to have to uh, sip and bear with me, and that is a Manhattan. So, two ounces of Regal Whiskey, uh, a half ounce of sherry, a half ounce of vermouth, a couple of dashes of uh, pimento bitters, um, a little orange peel, and, uh, and and a, the recipe says brandy cherry, but here at the Pentagon Club, we do a bourbon soaked cherry. Uh, so you're gonna stir that over ice, you're gonna strain that into a chilled cocktail glass, and you're gonna garnish with that orange peel and cherry, and it is delicious and hits the spot when you've had one of them weeks. And that takes us to what are we smoking? Uh, and today we're at number eight of 2017's top 25. 
uh, cigars, and that is the Guardian of the Farm Apollo Selection de Warped. Where the hell did you find that thing? Uh, well, uh, like I say, it's 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 on the list, so I've been it's on the list. I've been trying to go down the list. Guardian of the Farm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nicaraguan. Uh, it is a Nicaraguan uh, filler wrapper and binder. Um, so. <laughs> It's, it sounds like it's going to take off a warp speed somewhere. <laughs> it's a, well, it it you know the funny thing is it's a, kind of a uh, almost rustic look, looking cigar, but uh, it's actually quite tasty. It's got some nutty characters, a little almond and nutmeg qualities, uh, even a little uh, undertone of a little cinnamon there. Um, and, uh, and, and when I say it's rustic, it's because they left the end kind of un, uh, uncut. Um, so, uh, so your, like, initial draw has got a little power, and then it smooths out really nicely. So, um, actually, at about eight bucks, it's a really reasonable smoke, and... Not so bad uh, if you're a cigar aficionado I, you out know, there. You know, Rio, I think I did see that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it was, I went to a party out in the country, and we were playing a bunch of music, and uh, we did uh, uh, some things to enlighten us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, and I, I think I think I saw it fly by with these red and green lights. You know, it was kind of cigar shaped, and that <laughs> might have been it. It might, might have been it. it. It's very possible. Very yeah. possible. And yeah, also, I, I was young and only got one eye, so it, you know. It, it also could have been the things you were using to um, enhance your perception of reality. It could have been. Uh, and with that, we're going to uh, move to today's uh, RIPs. Um, uh, one of these, one of these people is um, I wouldn't say A-list famous, but definitely, um, if you were a fan of the show Mash, uh, David uh, Ogden, um, he was uh, Major Charles Winchester. Uh, mm, uh, yes, David Ogden Steers. Uh, yes, and uh, he uh, he passed at seventy-five, mm. and then uh, mm. uh, and for those of you who uh, are old enough to remember record stores. Uh, Russ Solomon. He was the uh, founder of Tower, Tower Records. Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away at 92. Um, and of course, um, because we never like to leave it on the RIPs, uh, happy birthdays today. Um, out there, uh, this is uh, the day that everybody on the list is uh, not very young, but uh, these names shouldn't be that unfamiliar to you. Uh, Liza Minnelli is 72 today. Um, um, Marlon Jackson, probably the least famous uh, of the Jacksons, <laughs> um, uh, is 61 but today. The fact he's 61 years old. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's kind of yeah. Wow. And uh, and uh, James Taylor um, yeah. uh, is 70. Today. Sweet baby James. Um, and uh, so uh, with uh, with our RIPs done, happy birthdays done. You know what we're drinking and what we're smoking. We'll be right back. Hey, you can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and if you like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon. 
www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, and we are back. And before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. So, uh, today I got two party game questions. Uh, one is purely for fun, and uh, that question is, uh, so, Jenny from Forrest Gump, what did she die of? Oh, oh, oh. And Big Dave? She died of AIDS. Wrong. Ooh, Jenny. That is, that is the most... Uh, most uh, perceived conception of what she died of, but Ooh, actually it was me. not AIDS. I, uh, I found this out recently, and I was also stunned because my answer was AIDS. And so, uh, any other guesses at well, the table? She, she did the drug use and everything else. So. It, it, exactly, exactly. It was cancer, right? It was not cancer. It was not it cancer. I knew it wasn't cancer. Hmm. Well, we already talked about it with you. So he- hepatitis? Hepatitis. Hepatitis. Exactly. You can get abused in dirty needles. Yep. Gotcha. Hep C. So well, what we was our answer? We some other things too, but yes. How did you find that out? Uh, somebody asked me the question mm-hmm. just for fun, and uh, and my answer was AIDS, and they were and they were like, nope, and they they looked it up and showed me, and I was like, are you serious? And uh, they say, but yeah, if if you, it's. Because of the time frame of the film, most people figured some new disease that they don't know how to cure yet meant AIDS. But actually, at that same time, uh, Hep C was brand new. And that's what she actually When you think about this, when it showed her the time that she was dying, Mm -hmm. she didn't really look like an AIDS patient because Hep C doesn't take you down where you get the sores and the face sinks in and you basically waste away with AIDS. That with, yeah. hep, with hep C, your liver shuts down. Exactly. exactly. So you may become jaundiced, but you wouldn't be you know, totally wasting away on it. Your energy would run out and you would die from liver failure. Exactly. And which, if you think about, you know, when, uh, when Forrest, you know, says, you know, when she comes back, he says she slept for, you know, days and days as if she, so her energy being down, it, it actually all made sense, but I was just like, oh, okay. And even in the wedding, she, you know, she still looked tired, but I mean, but you know. I gotta ask the panel something. If you got a little time and you're sitting there flipping through the TV and there's not too many daggone commercials on it, do you always stop and watch it? The TV? Forrest Gump? No, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump? Nah. I do. It's a great movie. Just, I just, maybe once a year. I yeah, yeah, I don't mind. I mean, not every time, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to watch that every once in a while because it's yeah. just an incredible, yeah, well-put-together cinematography. Everything about that movie mm-hmm. is just fantastic. Yeah, that one. It's such an unbelievably well-acted movie by several people, including mm-hmm. Sally Fields and Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's, it's just really just one of them things that great Americana makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah you when you're done with it. And just not forget Bubba Gump. <laughs> Bubba Gump. He was awesome. Yeah. Him and Forrest were definitely a pair. <laughs> I recently, I tried uh, Bubba Gump shrimp chain while I was in Orlando for work. And I wasn't impressed. 
Mm. It's a chain. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't impressed on, on, on Bubba Gump Shrimp. We, we had a Bubba yeah. Gump Shrimp in Baltimore at the Inner Harbor for, for brunch. Yeah. Shrimp and grits. And Did you like it? Or? It was okay, but it was Army-Navy game. And man, there was 100 million people down there <laughs> anyway, so you, just a, getting food a, service a was difficult. It was, mm. Yeah, that's, come, that's what I thought. Yeah, like, yeah, big but chain. And, yeah. Yeah. So... Our second part of the game question is actually more in line with topic, and that is, uh, what was your favorite place you ever lived? And why, obviously. Uh, anybody want to start, or should I I'll start. just go around the table? I'll go with that one. Big day. I, I think when uh, Michelle and I moved up to run a resort in North Conway, New Hampshire, that's right in the middle of the Mount Washington Valley and the White Mountains all around you. And so you're in the mountains, and in three hours, you're on the seashore. So you can go from the beach to the top of the, actually go beach to the top of Mount Washington in three hours. There's an auto road that goes up there. Mm. And so we had skiing available. We had six, seven ski areas within 45 minutes of us. I was building ski condos. And then uh, got uh, working with the Boy Scouts after assistant scoutmaster and uh, running what they called the venture program. And I took them boys on a hike, and we went all the way across New England on the Appalachian Trail during the summer. Right. And that was quite the adventure. Lost, okay. lost I, more than one toenail. I was about to say, I, I, I would have guessed and would not have guessed at the same time that you were a scout. <laughs> yes, and well, you know, I, I've, I've had my ups and downs and different things, but I was always about scouting. Scouting is a... Really good organization. It's, they've had a rough go recently. Sometimes the press kind of beats them up a little bit. Their values are taught in scouting for these kids that are just great values. Yeah. And they're learned. And, you know, they're, they're, my brother-in-law was an Eagle Scout. A lot of my friends were Eagle Scouts. It takes a lot of work to get to an Eagle Scout. That's a sense of accomplishment. You have to conquer yourself. And I was fortunate enough to have three of my guys get to Eagle Scout. Oh, nice. But this was a program for these kids that were turning 15, 16 years old. You know, they get into scouting at 12. They've been to camp. They've done this and that. But this is something that challenges them. Now, they wanted to jump out of a plane, but I couldn't get BSA to approve the insurance for that. <laughs> Nor did I really want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane myself. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I have no trouble falling off things without uh, a parachute, <laughs> without jumping out of a damn plane. I hear that. What about, what about you, Mr. Bradbury? Um, you say lived, are you talking about, like, What's, I mean, it could be a city or area, city. your favorite, just favorite house you lived in? Um, I'd say, um, Stewart Hall Lofts, oh, right okay. up, right up the road in Crossroads. Right. Um, where was it? Stewart Hall Lofts, right Over in the Crossroads in area. No, it's right here in KC. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um. 21st Street, I believe, Central Street. Uh, wife and I, we moved into town in KC about eight years ago, and we looked all over the city. We just wanted to live in the city. We wanted to live in a loft. We wanted to have the aesthetics. And we looked all over. Nothing compared, man. You know, it had, like, 25-foot ceilings, exposed brick, wood. It was the old Nabisco factory. 25-foot ceilings. Yeah, wow. it was amazing. Yeah. Um Big French doors, split levels, like a true loft. Um, no problem, 25-foot ceiling? I liked it. The shower's cold as hell, man. Really? 
Yeah, you were good in an open shower like that with too much stuff above you, you just can't get warm in Oh, well, the bathroom was, like, leveled, I oh, think, okay. but the okay. ceilings of the actual unit were were high. Um, no, I just love that place. I, it's probably my favorite favorite place I've ever lived, Stuart Hall Offs. Yeah. Chris O'Connor. Uh, my favorite city probably was, I lived in Paris for about six months, which was really fun. I had a great time there. My favorite time probably was when I lived in Orlando, <coughs> just because mm. of the time of life. I was, mm. you know, uh, was my first really well-paying, good, decent job. So I was young enough to where I was still an idiot and uh, had enough money in my pocket to go do fun things. So... Um, that, that was a good time. Did you like Orlando as a, as a city? Because I, no. I, really, I, I never really liked Orlando as a city. Well, I mean, Orlando's biggest problem is that it's not a city. It's five crappy little small towns that yes. just need made grow together and with no civic planning of any kind. Yes. So you can't get around. It's it's tough. It's not well laid out, but that's not really their fault. You have to pay um, a toll to walk down the sidewalk, too. Well, but you know, <laughs> Let alone drive anywhere. Most of the hotels and rental cars <laughs> pick that up for you. So there's there's advantages and disadvantages, but uh, I like that it was, the life. Yeah, it was a great time of life, and it was always warm, and you were close to the ocean. And beaches, just Cocoa Beach is down the street. Yes, it is. It was a lot of fun. Had a great time. All right, and the artist formerly known as. Um, I'd probably say, excuse me, my. <coughs> I mean, it wasn't the greatest time of my life, but I really like living um, when we first moved back here from uh, California when my dad was in the Navy. We lived with my grandma and grandpa, and they had, my aunt and uncle had their horses there, and they had a nice big pasture with a pond, and I was a little tomboy back then, so I really enjoyed How old were you? Mm, I was... It was before I was, I mean, I would have been five, four or five, maybe. That was, you know, they first moved back here before they got their their house. Then that was my second favorite place. Was the so house so basically it was a place as a young child with lots of things out there to see and do and yeah. and be fascinated oh, yeah. by my and grow upon. He had, the whole side of his yard was a garden and he had cherry trees and, I mean, it was just, you know. It was just a fun time because I was a kid and I didn't. Where, you know. where was that? Um, it's actually out of a Woods Chapel in Blue Springs, which now has a ton of um, mansions out there. He sold the land and they they built houses on it. Wow. So. Us um, carpenters and developers, and we ruin everything. Um, but then you know we had a house to out in Independence when I was little, and it was a fun place. It was a fun neighborhood and. Lots of stuff to do there, so it was the first time I had my own room. So, you know, since then it's just places to live. Man, man, I hear that. Uh, we just got joined by Brain Mass. Uh, I did tell you he was coming. Uh, so, uh, you're not going to get off the hook. Uh, so, there were two party game questions. First question uh, let's see if you know. Uh, in the movie Forrest Gump, what did Jenny die of? Wasn't it AIDS? No. It wasn't? It was not AIDS. 
We actually we already went through the question, but I, I wasn't gonna let you. I, I really thought it was. Yeah, no, and and, I saw and, it. And I didn't look at. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. And, and you know what? And I knew I figured when I sent the question out that people were gonna look it up. I but, didn't want to look it up. But I'm actually kind of glad you didn't look it up. No, I didn't want to. Uh, Hep C. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hep C. So what? It's been a while since I've seen it, and I've actually seen it several times, but yeah, when yeah. I was younger. So it wasn't the whole. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, uh, wasn't the whole thing where he eventually got it from her? Wasn't no. that like part of no, the no, no. end story? I didn't know if that was like a thing. no, no, no. No, which which is the uh, which is the other reason why I realized that Hep C was probably the right <laughs> answer because he didn't catch anything from her from having sex and having the child. Oh. Right, and so I was like, oh, okay, all right, I can, okay. See, I thought that was the story, but yeah, again, yeah. it's been very long. Yeah, yeah. No, hep, hep C attacks the liver, as your doctor, as your doctor woman would know. Right. So it makes you weak. I should have asked her. You should have <laughs> asked her. Exactly. Always ask. Always ask. <laughs> and um, the second part of the game question, which uh, you were just in time for it to be your turn. Uh, so what was your favorite place that you ever lived and why? Well, oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I think a lot about the dorms at KU just because of all the stories. Uh, every time I get with that group of, of friends, we talk <laughs> about all the shenanigans that we were in, playing Frisbee down the hallway. How many times, how many times we hit the fire sprinkler and it didn't go off? Thank goodness. That could have been bad. That happened the next year in a different, uh, exact same with the Frisbee, and they, yeah. they set it off. Um, you know, living downtown's been awesome. It'd be one of those two things, because I do love living downtown. Um, when I first moved here, I was right across the street from work, so I just walked here. I drive not often. Um, it's in the middle of everything. I'm two blocks from Sprint Center. Probably downtown. You like the ability to be able to walk anywhere and go go to different places, restaurants, bars, events. Yeah, yeah it's is, is that is that what really turns you on about it? I or, think so. Or is it like, the I, pe people watching and everything else about you it? You wanna know the honest answer is I read a study in statistics that say <laughs> You read a statistical study. That <laughs> it, it's a high correlation between there's a, a very heavy correlation between the your commute time to work and happiness, and it's negatively correlated. So the longer your commute, the more likely you are to be unhappy. I, I get that because I just moved, you know, 10 minutes from my office, and I love it. I was driving 26 miles, now I drive five. No, no rush hour traffic, no nothing. I don't want to kill anybody until 8 o'clock. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> So I, when I read that, I mean, not that that was like, this is going to be my life, but I mean, that, that sat with me for a while. And I think, you know, no one likes to sit in traffic on their way to work, on their way home. All you're thinking is, I'm ready to be there. That's stress. And it is stress. It creates stress. And, that, and that's the thing that it created for me. I get that. I think you're right in a lot of ways on that. It's good to live fairly close to your work. Yeah, and definitely. And I, I haven't, 
I haven't, uh, well, I mean, every once in a while I have to drive, you know, halfway across the state for work. But that's, I mean, that's actually kind of therapeutic. That's actually kind of a, you get a chance to think while yeah. you drive. So I don't mind that every and once in a while. And do statistics and things like that <laughs> in your head. But Math. Aside from that, which is only maybe once a month, I drive, I haven't driven to work in, since 2014, I think. Been four years. Wow. Boy, you are getting old, aren't you? I, I am getting old. <laughs> he got a new hairstyle, man. Well, say, say, you, say, says the millennial at the table. He's getting old. Yeah. He's trying to look good for mama. I think for me, um, so uh, in uh, anybody out there in podcast land that doesn't know, I'm originally from Chicago. Um, I had a apartment that was right on uh, South Shore Drive, right across the street from um, the uh, uh, South Shore uh, uh, Cultural Center, which is uh, kind of affectionately known as South, South Shore Country Club, because there's a nine-hole golf course over across, literally walk across the street and I can go play nine holes. And if you keep walking through, you're at the be- you're at the beach. So at green space, and oh, water, yeah. Yeah. And beach. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was the view. And that was just that was that was, and, and it was right during the uh, the uh, playerific time of my life. So there were ladies on the beach. Uh, I, well, you didn't even have to be ladies too. on the beach. What? But Why when are you, you sorry? but when you invited, I am the only person he has ever been with ever. <laughs> not so no yeah I, I really I love that place just the location I know his number yeah. I know you do hey 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 stop uh, the location of that place was great so I just I love that I uh, love that place uh, just beautiful location and then uh, here in Kansas City actually uh, we were living at uh 12th and Walnut for a while and um, I just loved the size because it was loft apartments as well I love the size of those lofts and like I said high ceilings and mm-hmm. um, there and you know after a while it kind of became untenable with all of the construction because they were building Sprint Center and you know and, and so it, it became kind of untenable to move your car ever but um, I used to love that place. It was just, that was, that was, uh, that was a really a cool space, and uh, we had this huge island in the kitchen, and it was, yeah, it was, it was nice. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but um, with all that, uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Law Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. 
CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers. 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do. <laughs>